What's up, guys? It's Liz Kelly. We just launched a brand new podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network, hosted by our very own staff writer, Shay Serrano, called Villains. In the premiere episode, Shay is joined by Jason Concepcion and Sean Fennessy to dissect the iconic villain Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs. You can check out the first episode and subscribe right now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. Gross Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Long. The king of sad stop. The Silver Lake heartthrob. It's Troy Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. This is your WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goofaraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening, you're listening you're, to this. You're too. listening to. And you are listening to. You're listening, you're, listening, you're, listening, you're listening to the Masked Man Show. 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 Welcome to the Masked Man Show. I'm David Shoemaker. It's Friday. We're late. I had to travel to LA to go see the Survivor Series. I'm here with my heel producer, Jim. Yeah. Wow. That's the most excited he's ever been. Um, it's true. Sorry, I didn't get on the... Sorry, the late in the week. Um, it's been a busy one. But it's Survivor Series. We can't skip the Survivor Series preview. It's going to be awesome. What a weird, weird week it's been too, right? I know. It seems like a million years since SmackDown and so much changed on SmackDown, right? Very true. Um, we're going to have some reader questions. We're going to run down the card. But the biggest news of the week, by far, is the weirdness of... I mean, it wasn't just what happened on SmackDown, but SmackDown was the sort of ground zero for everything. Becky Lynch, who might be the biggest star in WWE right now, on, on Raw, she made a run-in and got... Um, I believe the term is uh, punched in the fucking face by Nia Jax. <laughs> yep. And SmackDown, they use the medical term broken face to describe what happened to her. There's also a concussion issue. Out with the face. Uh, <laughs> DNP parentheses <laughs> face. Yeah. So she on SmackDown announced that Charlotte, her frenemy Charlotte would be replacing her. You give me a weird look. Yeah, I don't know. Bad use of frenemy? No, no, no. That was good. I just... Uh, the crowd really went crazy for Oscar when they walked over to her. Yeah. You know? And they went crazy for Oscar when she came out. It would have been nice to see her there. Yeah. There's a lot of things you can say about the way they've had they've they've booked Oscar. Um Is she oh, the same Oscar that was like amazing? Huh? She's the same person that was like the greatest I ever. I got, is that the same everyone person? Everyone listening to this has to realize that Jim is like only like on subject about 5% of the time. And I and I was 100% sure when you just looked over at me, you were going to say, is she the same Asuka that lived in the garbage can on Sesame Street? <laughs> um, the uh, Yes, she is the same Asuka. This is the same person. Um, she was awesome. She's she's really great. Uh, I. <sighs> You know, some people listen to my podcast and they say that I'm down on the product too much. The old rap on me was that I was too up, too high on the product, despite, you know, it was all rose-colored glasses for me. So this is the latter version of, of me, of Shoemaker, what I'm about to say, which is that, man, Becky Lynch sure does give you some hope, right? Even when somebody's being booked suboptimally, that there's a positive path out there. Um, I'm going to write about Becky and Daniel Bryan and assorted other things for uh, whatever happens after Survivor Series. But um, her, I was talking to somebody up high, uh, well-placed in WWE yesterday. And um, we were talking about Roman Reigns and some other stuff. And I, I, I've related the story in the podcast before, but Roman Reigns, I went to go see a house show in LA right when I moved out here a couple years ago. And it was at the peak of Roman Sucks, the Roman Sucks movement. And it was a house show. There were no cameras. The lights were down. Everybody's in it together. And Roman got cheered pretty much across the board. And it was awesome. And you always would hear that from people. It's just like, well, he's our number one star at every house show. Like He's like Hulk Hogan at house shows. Um, 
And so I asked if there was like a current version of that. Like, is there somebody on the circuit that's getting bigger cheers than I would expect from watching Raw? And they were just like, I mean, they kind of named a couple, but they were just like, honestly, like nobody is more over than Becky Lynch. Nice. And uh, that's pretty wild, Em. I mean, when she first turned heel, I remember talking to St. Germain and some other people on the show about like, what if they were just like, it, they could just be like running through the peak of Steve Austin's career with Becky Lynch right now and nobody would notice it. Just rebooking the exact same stuff minus the beer truck, you know, and, and it would, you know, maybe it'll work out. Um, that's clearly not what they're doing, but they are, this is part of a long-term plan. I talked to a writer at at SummerSlam and I was like why are you turning Becky heel this is ridiculous and he was just like we're gonna take our licks because she's so popular but this is part of a plan to make her important and clearly this is a brass ring situation Becky's done this on her own um, but this is part of a plan all of that is to say um, draw the Stone Cold Steve Austin parallels you want or you don't want I have a great track record for comparing people to Steve Austin but uh this, if if Nia Jax punching her in the face is Owen Hart breaking Steve um, breaking Steve Austin's damn neck, um, I don't know that this is a net negative for Becky Lynch. Because we went from like a month ago, the assumption being, or even less than that, a couple of weeks ago, the assumption being we're going to feed Becky to Ronda, but Ronda versus Charlotte at WrestleMania is a given. And that's the big match that they want for their first ever giant women's main event or whatever. Two, now it looks like Becky versus Ronda at WrestleMania is the closer thing to a given. Charlotte's getting the fill-in role. And honestly, I think it became clear to everybody, if you weren't already in that camp, over the past like three weeks that Becky versus Ronda was happening way too soon. It was just, there was a lot, a lot of heat. And WWE clearly saw that, not just because they were booking the hell out of it or promoting the hell out of it, but because when Becky dropped out, they replaced her with Charlotte, which, again, a month ago would have seemed like the bigger match. And they had to compensate by turning Daniel Bryan heel and giving him the WWE championship. They needed, they felt like they needed spice for SummerSlam, I mean, for Survivor Series, to the point that they, like, pulled the trigger on Bryan. Now, there's a lot of moving pieces here. Tell me, I don't know, Jim, tell me if you think I'm crazy. I think that like, yes, I was trying to do the math at this elaborate, like crazy person bulletin board in my hotel room right now, <laughs> trying to piece this thing together. If Roman hadn't gotten sick, it would have been Roman versus AJ and Rousey versus Lynch. That was, would have been the two big matches at Survivor Series, right? Yeah. And then Brock comes in I mean, Roman gets sick, so they have to have Brock fill in. And, you know, they talked about, there, there's been so many wa- wild rumors about Braun Strowman, but, but let's just say, so let's just leave him out for a second. But Braun comes, I mean, Brock comes in, takes Roman's spot. And now they think, well, we did Braun, we did Brock versus AJ last year. We haven't been promoting it that, that much. We need to get something spicier. They bring in Daniel Bryan to give it a little extra oomph. But then it occurred to me, Daniel Bryan opted out of crown jewel a lot of times it seems like a lot of times we see these things like like when when dean ambrose turned heel the other a couple weeks ago the night that roman retired you know took announced that he had to step back that was the plan for post survivor series and they bumped it up a month because they saw an opportunity just to like get that extra heat same thing with the shield reuniting that was supposed to happen at the pay-per-view and happen the next night on raw it's just timing, you know? They just make these decisions uh, on the fly. So, I guess what my question is, is it possible that Daniel Bryan's heel turn title win was something they had planned for Crown Jewel, and because he didn't go, they left it off and just said, we'll do that someday down the road, and then when Becky got hurt, they were like, shit, what do we have? What do we have? And they pulled that out of the like bag of tricks. All, the, the, my question is, the assumption is that it would have been Roman Reigns versus AJ at Survivor Series, but maybe the plan was Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. Maybe that was the plan two months ago. Hmm. And now we're in a totally, I mean, who knows though? We're, we're getting two matches. The two, the two main matches are not matches that we thought we were getting a week ago. Um, and that's pretty wild. 
Yeah, is this the most um, a big card has changed this close to the card itself? Sure. It's probably, right? Well, last year, AJ won from... I don't remember how far out... Remember, because the, the promo for last year was Jinder Mahal versus Brock Lesnar, and AJ beat Jinder. So Jinder Mahal versus Brock Lesnar. You remember that? Jinder <laughs> okay. Mahal, Mahal versus Brock Lesnar was the Survivor Series main event. Or supposed to be. Which I don't think Jinder Mahal mentioned when he like came to the ring and got beat up by Brock on Monday. He's like, remember that? Um, I never got my match. Um, but yeah, so this is a really wild week in professional wrestling. I, I, can't ima- I can't remember anything changing this much. Now, Survivor Series has been a time, there have been a lot of weird things that, that happened at Survivor Series over the years. Starting, going all the way back to superstar Billy Graham having to have like hip replacement surgery and getting written out of Hogan's team and replaced with Don, with the, the face turning Don, the, the original rock Don Morocco. Yeah, but didn't he manage him? Didn't he bring him to the ring or no? Yeah, he was he out was there with his manager, him. yeah. I remember that. How old, I wonder... I wonder. I'm going to Google right now how, how old Don Morocco was for that Survivor Series. All those. I guys mean, not Don Morocco. So, I mean, uh, Superstar Billy Graham. Graham. Well, both of them. I mean, even. I know they were probably like so, five years apart. Yeah, they were like 22 and 27, and they looked like they were like 60 years old. Um, I mean, Superstar Billy Graham. It had like four personas up to that point. Like he had his big main, his his initial huge run, which went for a long time. Go look on the WWE Network for. Superstar Billy Graham versus Dusty Rhodes at Madison Square Garden. What have just that's just an incredible history behind those. But then left for a while for some dispute and came back as like a karate master. He shaved his head, grew like a Fu Manchu mustache, like dark mustache, and like was wearing black like karate pants. This is still before all, all the, before, and then the he went back. Then he like the I think steroids. he went back to turn to to uh, AWA. No, I think he went to. I think he went to Carolina and like ended up like kind of steadily re-becoming the original guy with the bleached hair and the bleached and the the bleached and not bleached goatee. The original Hollywood Hogan look. Yeah. Tie-dye shirt. Yep. He was the original Hogan, really. Yeah, and Hogan, Hogan will say like that. Hogan took his shtick, yeah. It's funny though when Hogan will do his thing where he's like, I took him saying this and then I made it into this. And it's like, you just said the same thing twice. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I know that Hogan knows the difference. Like, there's a huge distinction in his mind, but still, it's funny. Um, all right. So that original, so that was, that was number one. I mean, we're talking about the first Survivor Series. Let's see. What year was that? 1987. Yeah. And so... Thanksgiving 87. Remember they used to have it on Thanksgiving? Yeah, of course. I think that's one of the reasons I kind of got into wrestling because I was with like my cousins. My grandfather liked wrestling and we used to watch it Thanksgiving. Watch the Survivor Series. So Billy Graham was like 44. He looked like he was like 90. (laughs) That was Jack, 90 year old of all time. How old was The Rock, Tom Morocco? The real rock. The real rock to me. Who cut a better promo? The Rock or The Rock? Don Morocco was definitely better. The best, the best promo, underrated promo of all time. That's totally not true. What is so? Wait. So, here's the great thing about Survivor Series: nothing matters. The only interesting thing <laughs> about Survivor Series is like getting an idea for how WWE, how high they are on the various performers. It's just an exercise in like survivor series the way the way that the calendar is constructed now survivor series is like the dusty roads of pay-per-views it's like how can we get out of these champion versus champion matches without actually like making anybody look bad you know because it's not there's nothing at stake except for bragging rights do you feel like it was always that way when it was the teams because i preferred the teams i i think it's weird that they don't do the teams anymore although looking back it's kind of boring and it didn't mean anything no, and it made more sense in the days when you were like a kind of a clean cut face or heel, right? I mean, that like you would just yeah. assume that like, that like, you know, that whoever, that the Undertaker and like Greg the Hammer Valentine were like friends because they were both bad guys or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, maybe bad example, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's sort of hard. It's it's just it's hard to do. I think you have to do it some sort of trumped up sportsy way, like they're doing it now. If you're going to do it, or you got to go like a battle bull sort of way, where it's random. Like, yeah, we're like putting you in teams. Yeah, 
Um, what do you prefer, four on four or five on five? Four on four, because five on five leaves too many bad results. Exactly. I was a four on four person too. I don't know why they always talk about the classic five on five. It's too many people. Well, I mean, if it's booked, the original one was, I think, was fine. Yeah. Um, all the good guys. I mean, it was sort of funny when you're trying to like put a team of four other dudes around Hulk Hogan because it's like he's he's like squashed the upper card baby faces to the point where or like diminished them where it's kind of meaningless. Bam Bam Bigelow was awesome. Yeah, they always had Hogan just get the double count out or something. He always got like counted <laughs> out, just like. But that yeah. he, that team <laughs> That's how they got him out of every match. The the heel team at Wrestle. I mean at. Uh, at Survivor Series one was like the is like the Legion of Doom, not the Road Warriors version. It was just like the greatest lineup of villains ever. Who was it? Andre? Andre um, Engelbert Humperdinck was he? He was with the that? baby faces. Actually, was. it was uh, the, it was it was Andre One Man Gang, King Kong Bundy, Ravishing Rick Rude, Ooh. and uh, the Natural Butchery just for fun. Oh wow, that's a badass team. All right, do you want to get into some of these questions? Do it. Okay. Jonathan Song asks, do you believe the theory that the screw job, which is oh, the Montreal no. screw job uh-huh. from Survivor Series 97, was a work all along? No. Uh, I love this theory. I mean, as like, Jim and I are both like conspiracy theory nutcases. It's <laughs> true. Jim actually believes in all of them. And I just really, <laughs> not true. I really appreciate, I just appreciate like the art form of conspiracy theorizing. <laughs> that's how I am. Um, I, so I think that's, I think it's great that you would go through all that trouble to do that. But um, no, 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 it's yep. not true. It also means that like wrestling with shadows is part of the work. And I know that to not be true. It's just too much. To yeah, be put behind that. It's like, just too really, much thought to be put into that. Yeah, it's 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 really yeah. complicated. It would it would be way too complicated, and like none of that was necessary for that. Like if the screw job was not necessary to convince WCW to sign Bret Hart, right? They were they'd already offered right. him a contract, right? So it all it just seems a little bit. It's just, it's it's a couple of steps too cute. But that said, stranger things have happened true hang on you hold on to your conspiracy theories folks yeah i don't believe most conspiracy theories but i love talking to people who do that's my sure. thoughts on conspiracy theories all right christian or christian asks what would be the best wcw versus wwe all-time survivor series roster match Wait, the best all-time WCW versus WWE? Yeah, WWF. Oh, that's too hard. Is it? Like, Name all, the, like four the best wrestlers? Four on each. Each side. Like, what would be the best of all time? Flair. Sting. Sting, Dusty. Goldberg? Yeah. Okay. You want to do five? Throw, like, DDP Well, I mean, there? we're leaving out the NWO altogether I, there. I know. But the NWO was WWF. That was like their bit, wasn't it? Yeah, but still, they're huge. They're, they're WW, WCW stars. Um, if I'm going to like mush later NWA and WCW together, that would be my four. Flair, Sting, Dusty, and Goldberg. And, Goldberg. and then for WWF. Oh, Juventud Guerrera. <laughs> um, Disco Inferno. Um, and then WWE would be, ho- I mean, this is, this is basically just the Mount Rushmore argument. Yeah. It's Hogan. Stone if you cold. if you if you start with Hogan, like our, my lifetime, mm-hmm. which makes it easier because you can toss Bruno, so you just yeah. go like Bruno Sammartino is not in that. Come it's on. Hogan, Sean, Undertaker, and Stone either cold. Rock or Stone Cold because they overlapped, and I I go Stone Cold. Me too. I mean, The Rock was the greatest, one of the greatest of all time, but The Rock is more famous now than he was when, I mean, so much more famous than when he left that it's easy to like forget that he was, you would put, you would have put Stone Cold ahead of him yeah. when he retired the first time, I think. You're right? talking about Don Morocco, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't disagree with you there. And who would win that? Hogan, sole survivor. Although, you know, and Owen, we don't John have, Cena. You don't have Andre in John there. John Cena. Andre. Oh man. Have you seen that documentary? I've never seen yeah. it. Nah. The, now, I'm, now I'm going back and forth. <laughs> I would go, just for the sake of the draw, you might go with The Rock. I don't know. John Cena and The Rock did co-chair a Survivor Series team a few years ago. 
Didn't The Rock lead the WCW Survivor Series team during the Invasion angle? Or was that Stone yeah, Cold? Yeah, when was that? 2000, one of those. 2001, maybe? 2002? The Invasion, that, that, that Survivor Series was the end of the Invasion angle. <sighs> that Invasion angle was the end of the Invasion angle. They well, ruined the, the everything. The beginning of the Invasion <laughs> yeah, angle was the end of the Invasion yes. That was awful. How'd they screw that up? Yeah. That was a weird one. Like, I understand when you hear WWE's side of it, it all makes sort of sense in the moment, but it doesn't. Like a lot of the guys are still under contract or like holding. Oh yeah, I mean the the, like the, the pro. I mean the very base problem was they like had the option of whether or not to get all these guys because all like the top stars in WCW were being paid by Turner and not by WCW. Like right. they were being paid by the parent so company. They didn't have to wrestle. So so Vince had the option of whether or not to pick up their contracts, and it was just like I mean they were basically bidding on the tape library. You know, I mean they yeah. weren't. How much did WCW go for? Four million. Something like that. Oh, it was nothing. I know, it's crazy. I think it was less than that, but it was, but there was a, they, they had tried to, I don't know, I'm trying, I'm, I'm piecing together like weird stories that I've heard, but they actually tried to buy it and keep it open at first and then decided not to and then ended up just buying the library basically. They should just make SmackDown WCW. Man, I heard a story Wouldn't about the beginning much of SmackDown fun? the other night. I don't even know if I can say it. <laughs> Well, you tell me. I can. I'll tell you off the air. Okay. Um, but yeah, that would have been great. But it would have all blurred together at the end anyway. You know, I mean, it's it's this is that's how Vince Vince it, it all it's all part of the same thing for him. Okay. Anyway, along those lines, here's another one. What's your all time five on five heel versus face dream match? W. I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna make this WWF specific. Well, can it be all time? Everybody? No. You want to do WWF specific? Fine, make it that because Survivor Series is WWF. Um, I would go with <sighs> make Stone Cold a heel. Heel Stone Cold was the best. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. I mean, he was funny, but that was not. No, I, I, you you got to no, go with the no, most no, iconic him, version. Like, him fighting. Yeah, the most iconic is him fighting Bret Hart. I mean, you got to go Hogan, mm-hmm. Cena. I think I like the heels in this. I like it, I, Bret Hart. Is if a, I if is I would probably go something like. I want to go the traditional, like my favorite iteration of the Survivor Series is when it was like two baby faces and a tag, tag team, team. <laughs> or two two singles and a tag. So I would go like Hogan, Cena, and the Road Warriors hmm. versus, oh man, this is HBK, hard. Undertaker. Heel Undertaker. Or Undertaker could be under the bod, Brothers of Destruction. That's a, that's a cheat. <laughs> um, Jake the Snake's Good. But. I mean, I can do like DX as a tag team. Does that count? <sighs> yeah, um, the Rock. You can't like pick the Rockers just to get Shawn Michaels in there. No. Um. Uh, but regard, I'm not going to hold myself. The to Colossal that. Connection. <laughs> We're pretty good, Andre and Haku. Yeah, still not the peak version. I would go. I would go with something like. Yeah, man. Who are the best? I mean, Andre could never work in the Survivor Series. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna toss him. Jake, Undertaker. Jake, really? Would he be in there? I don't think so. Oh, what about sure. like The Rock? Oh, Jake Stone Undertaker, Cold, Stone Cold as a heel. Braun Strowman. Jake, Undertaker, heel, Rock, and who from the modern era? Strowman. Maybe Lesnar. Oh, Lesnar. This is gonna this is gonna be the most divisive thing I've ever <laughs> You're said. Not I'm just sleeping tonight. I'm just, just agreeing with you. This. Yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> just gonna be up crying about this. <laughs> Fetal position, just like rocking back and forth thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's the next question? What was your all time favorite Survivor Series team? I've said this a million times. It was Ultimate Warrior, Texas Tornado, and the Road Warriors. Which they didn't let Texas Tornado use his warrior gimmick and because he was the, the modern, modern day, day warrior, warrior. But that was like yeah, the, yeah, and the Legion of Doom were the Road Warriors. They didn't. It was all that. Warrior team. Yeah, it was the Warriors. But what about? Didn't they have like the Enforcers? Was like the Big Boss Man's team. No, the Enforcers. Yeah, that was like Big Boss Man's team. They had like the Dream Team. Was uh the Million Dollar Team was another one. They had a bunch of good ones. They always had a good name. Yeah, the name. The names are. I mean, but that's that's just you know that's the bygone face heel thing that I was talking about. You can't. Like, how could you get all these guys to defeat to decide on a team name? 
<laughs> oh, in kayfabe, they sit right, around. Big boss man. They're all in a group text. Big, what yeah, what exactly. are we going to call ourselves? Boss man, Bad News Brown, Rick Martel, and Honky Tonk Man. Was the enforcers? Yeah. Nice. Like, and they, oh, and I love this. The dream team, this is one of the all-time greats. Dusty Rhodes, Brutus Beefcake, Red Rooster, and Tito Santana. Ooh. That's when Dusty Rhodes looks around. He's just like, oh, <laughs> shit. I'm, I'm about to get fired. Um, and then what was the one with Dusty when he had the red polka dot? Was it the next year that he had the... Well, he wore like the classic, just the red thing. Like the red he DR had like, he had like on his... Poncho. Yeah. And uh, th- I think that was the year, his last yeah, match that was the dream team. That was, that was the... Li- yeah. That was when he got eliminated by The Undertaker. Um, yeah. Bret Hart, Dusty Rhodes, Coco Beware, and Jim Neidhart. Oh, that was so good. But he had that 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 awesome outfit. I love for some reason he had like the the kind of like slash hat and a red polka dot poncho, and like yeah, I think I thought Bruce Pritchard said he wore that at a like defiance or something. Oh really? Because it was his last match. He's just like fuck it. I'm I'm not wearing that shit, the other shit anymore. Oh my gosh! Like when he went to the ring, he wore his classic tights. I believe I might be wrong. Um, here's a good question from Jeremiah Nealon, Jay Nealon. What would Paulie's five man team be? Anyone out of Paulie Dangerously who he managed? He's got managed? a bunch. He's we- got a bunch of different managers. He's named. Who would their all time teams oh. be? This is good because he's got Bobby the Brain Heenan, Jimmy Hart. I mean, the Heenan family and right at, at one was basically it, right? Was that all? Were those, no, those weren't all Heenan guys. Yeah, but Heenan had other good guys too. Later on, he had Mister Perfect. God, let's this do Paul. Too, it's yeah. too hard. <laughs> We should have done, looked at these before, yeah. even though the guy just posted it 10 minutes ago. Well, Paul E. had Stone Cold. Well, not Stone Cold, but Stunning Steve Austin. He had I mean, Rick Rude. Heenan would have been, Heenan would have been Andre. Mm-hmm. Rick Rude. Rick Flair. Rick Rude. Rick Rude. Mr. Perfect. And Mr. Perfect, is that it? I mean, he had so many great He only had Flair for a little bit, though. He I know, but, I'm, that's what, but you got to give him Flair, right? Yeah, I guess so. Be fair to Flair. Fair to flare. Um, Jimmy Hart's earthquake. Does he get Hulk Hogan? <laughs> I guess they were really together in That's WWE. Very that much. was the most confusing thing when they showed up with Jimmy Hart and WCW. You're like, yeah, what? And you, they're like they're on that, that like ticker tape parade. They're yeah. like driving down the street, and it's just like, yeah, that was I'm like a first... red and yellow Cadillac. Did You're that like, what break is kayfabe? This? Did that break kayfabe more than Hogan joining the NWO or whatever? Yes, I think so. Because you were just like, wait, why? And there was no. The only explanation was like, they're that was more confusing than the Montreal Screwjob. That was just... they went through all this effort to make you. Like to put Brutus the Barber Beefcake and like all these different gimmicks. When Hogan gets signed, he's just like, you got to hire Jimmy Hart and Brutus Beefcake. Yep. They go through all this effort to make Brutus Beefcake not look like Brutus Beefcake so nobody knows that it's him. Well, I He's think hanging around I, as the disciple with the big beard and everything. And then, but just Jimmy Hart just gets to hang out there. Well, I think that paragliding accident also made Brutus Beefcake not look like before. Brutus Beefcake so much anymore <laughs> as well. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh. I was watching War Games, which we got to talk about too. Uh, I was watching which that. One? They posted, I think WWE.com or somebody posted the um, the Dungeon of Doom versus, I don't even know what they were called. It was, it was Hogan and Savage and Luger and Sting. Was there one more? Dudes with Attitude. Oh man, it was bad. They were all wearing like camouflage. Yeah, there's some bad ones of those, but there's some good ones. When the horsemen are involved, those are good. Horsemen war games. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Well, do do we have more questions, or should we talk about this year's card? Um. One more. This has to do with this year's card. This is a perfect transition. Where would the gobbledygooker fit in this year's card? Holy shit! Um, Thank you, Justin Free. What do you say? Thank you, Justin Free, for that question. The J Free. Um, Gobbly Gooker, my favorite wrestler of all time. Do you think the Gobbly Gooker would get a bigger pop than like Jeff Hardy on the Smack? <laughs> I guess Jeff Hardy. Did they super bring over. the Gobbly Gooker back a couple years yeah, ago? Yeah, he came back at some point. But it was like a different costume. I know way too much about this. What they should really do is have like Lucha House Party all come out in gobbledygooker-inspired outfits. That's not bad. Because they got the masks and everything. What about when Men on a Mission was dressed as Doink? 
Men on a Mission and the Bushwhackers were both. Oh, like they were the doink, team, doinks. Team, yeah, yeah, that was good. <laughs> I love wrestlers <laughs> dressing as other wrestlers when like the King's Knights that whole thing and it was like Terry Funk was one or something yeah and we right. just talk about and that Greg Valentine show? I think we did they should do that for Halloween Havoc when the guys no, come out seriously though if they put for, forget the Lucha House Party thing if they if the Gobbledygooker just was a was a member of the 205 Live roster do you think people would be into that and oh, and he just wrestled in that costume. Yeah, they just got a real like luchador, a real you know, a well, real. Like, it was originally, wasn't it? Wasn't it Hector, Hector Guerrero? Guerrero yeah. But I mean, he wasn't. Yeah, I mean, he was. It was. Yeah, Hector Guerrero did a lot of thankless things in the wrestling world. Kafka <laughs> like, Gooker is definitely one of them. Like, no one's a thank you the, for that. He taught all the women of Glow how to wrestle. I mean, in like two weeks, as best he could. Um, but yeah, if they got like, if they just put one, if they just put like a somebody with a you know. Like re-sign the original Sin Cara Mystico from Mexico and just put him in the gobbledygooker outfit. I bet that'd be super over. That's funny. Do it because they're doing all this indie stuff. Why not just go like the full nine? Just do like anyway. Um, okay, I think gobbledygooker should be fighting Buddy Murphy. <laughs> I like Mustafa Ali a lot, but I think Mustafa Ali in a gobbledygooker costume as the gobbledygooker would be more over for the Cruiserweight Championship. That that match might be a semi-main event if you were in it. Hmm. All right, should we go down the rest of the card? The, let's start with NXT. Okay. Since we were just talking about war games anyway, um, do you know how many matches there are on the NXT card? There are, essentially, the Google Doc, there are four. Four. Four big matches. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of what a show should be. Yeah. Um, and then they're doing like what the Matt Riddle isn't. Aren't they doing a Matt Riddle match? I got this from Wikipedia, so who knows? I feel like they're doing. Aren't they doing Cash's Own versus Matt Riddle as a pre-taped match or something? Maybe that's just a separate Maybe. thing. Uh, Shayna Baszler versus Kari Sane. I have no prediction, but that's going to be. F- Freaking awesome two out of three falls match. Undisputed Era versus Pete Dunne, Ricochet, and the War Raiders. That'll be a hell of a fun War Games match. Yeah, someone could die. Alistair Black, oh, I know. The shit Ricochet does is wild, man. Um, Yeah. Raymond Rowe, the, or Rowe from the War Raiders will, he's going to like jump off the top of the cage. That's my prediction. How big is that guy? He's like, he's the big fat one. Yeah. 6'1", 247. Um, that's, it's going to be nuts. Uh, was it, and it was last, wasn't it just last year? Was it just, yeah, that, that Roddy Strong was on the babyface team and suplexing Adam Cole off the top of the cage. Yeah. Um, Alistair Black versus Johnny Gargano might be the match of the weekend. I mean, Ciampa versus Velveteen Dream for the title, work rate wise, might also be. I, it's I, I. It's hard to. It's like everything that Velveteen is missing. Ciampa has. So if like Ciampa can kind of steer that match a little bit, get the and get absolutely everything he can out of the Velveteen Dream, this could that could be a huge match. But I'm so, Black versus Gargano is my is what I'm the most excited for. Really? Over the War Games match, after all the crazy crap they did last year. No, I mean, the War Games, I, like, the War Games match is, like, certainly, like, a gimmick that I care a lot about. Um, it'll be really fun to watch, but, yeah. I mean, damn, I'm just excited to go see four matches. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's it? <laughs> four matches. I might even, I, I, like, this might be the first wrestling card where I don't take a bathroom break in my life. It's pretty incredible. Are you going to um, just wear a diaper? But are you going to make a prediction? No. I have no predictions for these. The ob- Your these prediction things- is you're going to be happy and satisfied and not going to the bathroom. I mean, if I have to make predictions, I'll go Chompa. Man, it feels like there's some schmozzy stuff that might happen in Black Gargano. I'm going to go Chompa Black, Undisputed Era, and Kyrie Sane. Upset pick of the week. I like those. I'd take Baszler up for saying though. I just feel like the Baszler thing is like 
I guess they probably won't call her up until WrestleMania at this point, but um, you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know what the what they do with her next. Yeah, we'll see. As champion, I mean. All right, Survivor Series. Let's move on to the real show with the pros. Buddy Murphy, uh, is Buddy Murphy versus the Gobbledygooker will end in a non <laughs> uh, no contest. Um, I have no idea, but I assume that's Buddy Murphy. The uh, the tag team schmoz fest of the century is going to be. <laughs> That's a good name for the match. I don't even know. I don't. I don't Sm- even understand. Schmaz fest, fest of the cinch. I mean, at some point, like we see the colognes so rarely. At some point, they're just going to come back, and we're going to be like, "Man, Primo looks bad," and we're just going to be like, "Oh yeah, checking Wikipedia. Oh yeah, he's fifty six. Like you know, yeah. I mean, like it's just so weird. What about when they just write this match down on a piece of paper and then look at it for a second? Are they like, "What are we doing? Like, yeah. look at this." It's nuts. It looks like they took way too much Adderall and just like went crazy. Just well, the thing wrote, is, we have, a, we, ton of we shit have down. a template for this. There was a long history of tag team Survivor Series matches where it's like two tag teams versus two tag teams. Yeah. It's not. At most three. The five on five teams is insane. You can't even see anything. All the guys covered the whole outside of the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what? And the winner gets something here? <sighs> Who knows? What do you think the average uh, time interval between each elimination is in that match? One minute? Two minutes? Well, it's a pre-show match, so like in theory, it could be... They could just let it go for 30 minutes or something. Mm. But I don't know. This feels like a sanity moment. What about Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson? Are they done? Yeah. I don't even know if they put the Bullet Club together in WWE if people would be that into it at this point. I mean, they would. They'd buy the shirts, but... You know, how that, did they, that team has taken a lot. Yeah. Huh? I say, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, there's a real art to what they're doing. <laughs> how they managed to do this. I don't know. My guess is that this is going to somehow end up with, you know, the New Day versus the versus Sanity mm. as the as the spill out. I don't know. Nothing else here matters. Really? Right? No. Yeah. So I'm going to go with um, I have no idea, man. Sanity. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, with Team Raw because the USO. I mean, because the uh, New Day and Sanity and Usos will somehow prohibit each other from doing well okay. or from winning. Um, Authors of Pain, sorry, AOP. Are they they're they're just officially AOP now versus the Bar. Um. It's really weird how they keep saying the bar and the big show, not with the big show. It's like the team, like they get freebird rules now too. It's the bar and the big show. Really? Yeah, the way they keep saying it. Really? Like, he can defend the titles. Was he no with them when they won the I don't title? Think no. he's he can't, going, he can't I don't, defend he, the I don't title think he like should be able to defend role. the titles. No, he wasn't on the team. Yeah. And certainly, and I don't think he has defended. I don't think they're going to put him in a position of doing it, but for some reason they're holding it out there like they're a squad together. Yeah, it's like it's like they're it's like they're trying to artificially inflate the overall weight of the card or something. It's like no big show was technically in that match. How and long that, before they call them the bar show? Bar show? Yeah. Is show bar? Is there is there anything else? The big bar. <laughs> um, bar show is what they'll call them. <laughs> well, yeah, when? This time next week. Well, fi- apparently the official name is the big is the bar and the big show. Um, anyway, these are all so hard to p- predict. I'm going to pick, I'm going to pr- predict that this is AOP. I agree. They got a, I think they'll do a, bring, they'll make, put the show, they'll put shows at the Spanish announce table and it'll be fun. Um, actually it's pretty early in the night for the Spanish announce table for <laughs> the Spanish announce team to lose their table. Even the German <laughs> announce team. Um, all right. On the women's side, Team Raw, Mickey James, Natalia, Nia Jax, Tamina, and Ruby Riot um, versus Asuka, Carmella, Naomi, Sonya Deville, and the greatest women's superstar, TBD. Um, do we do, are there rumors as to who TBD is going to be? Mm, I don't know. 
feels sort of like a feels sort of like a Trish Stratus is back or Lita is back again sort of thing. Hmm. Is that a crazy pick? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, they, it, the fact that they're leaving it as TBD means that they means it, it makes it feel like they have a uh, they have a surprise, and I don't know what else the surprise would be. Anyway. Anyway, holy shit! I'm looking at Squared Circle right now, and and uh, Trevor Lee apparently is uh, has left Impact, and WWE wants to sign him. Do you know Trevor Lee? No. Oh my gosh, you're gonna love Trevor Lee. Is he a country singer? Um, no, he's like a. I think he came up with the Hardys, or through, or I mean, not with the Hardys. I think he was trained by them, or he came up through their little NC promotion, or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, he's a. Um, I like them. He's just like. He's just like I'm trying trying to describe him. He's like um he's like a long-haired hippie freak t- crossed with a weasley greasy heel. Like he's like a country he's like a country heel but very much an indie wrestler. Um he's he's just so good. I saw him at PWG a couple of times. He's just like I don't know, man. Dude's got a lot of potential. He's like everything about him just screams like indie wrestler that'll never make it big, and then you see him wrestle work, and you're just like, no, this guy's like a future world champion. Anyway, I'm a big fan of Trevor Lee. Can't wait till he's in WWE if if indeed that happens. Um, Maybe he'll be TBD. Oh, that'd be so great. Okay, next on the agenda. Oh wait, do I have to make a prediction? Yeah, sure. That's gonna be. It's gonna be SmackDown. They have all the big baby faces and this like whack heel team on the raw side. All right, team on the men side. Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, and Bobby Lashley versus Miz, Shane, Mysterio, Samoa Joe, and Jeff Hardy. Uh that's Team Raw. A lot of infighting, but like Braun Strowman will end up winning it by himself or Drew McIntyre will like kick Braun Strowman in the face and take the pin for himself or something. That feels like a raw one. All right. Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. IC title versus United States title. Uh, Feels like Seth. Yeah. Feels like Seth might end up being in the main event at WrestleMania. So they just need to protect him in case that's what they have to do. That's my that's my guess is what their logic will be. Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. This is going to be a banger. It'll be very interesting to see what Rousey does with a week to practice. Um, how well she does. I am going to go with Rousey on this, but I'm very interested in the way, I mean of course cuz one of I mean anytime one of the two people wasn't booked to be in the match, <laughs> the odds aren't in they their favor. Lose. I mean, when they were an injury replacement, I guess. So the, the flip side of that is the other wild card, which is Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar. WWE champ versus universal champ, respectively. Um, I don't know. I don't know. There is no, there is an endless black hole of Vince McMahon believing that he's got to give wins to Brock Lesnar so that someone can eventually beat Brock Lesnar and get the rub. Right. Yeah, I think it's going to be. That Brock. is an endless. Sub, that there. That is a. That should. If that could power cars, then Vince <laughs> McMahon's hope for you know intent on Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar's win streak would be all the oil we would need in the world. Um, but this Daniel Bryan thing is really fucking interesting. I don't know the thinking here. I mean, I think the the baseline thinking is we lost our main event and we got to do something to excite people. But. They're not dumb. They know that Daniel Bryan's worth a lot. They're already, there are, I mean, they turned him heel. So that's something too. I don't know, man. Paul Heyman showing up on SmackDown was weird. Maybe we're finally going to get the Dan, the Paul Heyman picks his post Brock Lesnar. And it's Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I mean, it's heel. I wonder what's going to headline this show. This is a heel versus heel. I mean, something wild is going to happen either in the sma- the the men's Survivor Series match, the the or the men's or women's main event. I don't. Uh, something weird's going to happen. 
What did you? Think? I'm going to pick the Daniel Bryan Brock Lesnar match for when something weird is going to happen because, I mean, yeah, I just don't know. I'm excited. How shocked were you by the heel turn by Daniel Bryan on Tuesday? I was shocked. Daniel Bryan's basically got three modes, right? He's got like, he's got heel champ, babyface underdog trying to be champ, and Wyatt family and buddy member. comedy. Oh, yeah. Like buddy, and then and the weird, and he was like firmly like last week he was in the buddy comedy mode. They were just like, "What are we gonna do with Daniel Bryan? All right, let's just make him and the Miz into like co-team captains and have them play off each other, and it'll be a little funny gag, and it would have been incredibly fun." And then they were like, "Oh shit! Well, we need him now. What are we gonna do?" And they just went to plan. I guess heel champ is sort of plan A, but the um, I'm I'm excited, man. It's gonna be fun. I think it's really good. I think it's going to be really fun. To, it's a nice refresh for him. And uh, I don't know. I hope they let like Bree come to the ring with him and just do the full on thing. It could be, it could be, it could be great. Nice. Um, and that match is great. Like I'm excited to see them fight, even though have it's they ever be, fought each other. Uh, have they fought since Brock Lesnar came back? Has that always been the dream? I mean, since Daniel Bryan came back, I, I don't know. I don't think so. So who's your pick? You just don't know. You're just refusing to. I'm going to pick Daniel Bryan. Okay. I wow. feel like, I think it's going to end in a no contest or something. But I feel like, but I'm just going to say Daniel Bryan. Hmm. Is that fair? It's fair. Um, right. Did you see? I think we got to wrap up soon just to let you know. Like, Did you see Enzo Amore getting kicked off the plane? I heard about it. It was one of the greatest things. because There's it, footage of it? Yeah, because like and he was vaping there's like or an something? Instagram story. No, yeah, the story is that he was vaping and they got into an argument with a flight He looks attendant. like a guy who would get kicked off a plane for vaping. So there's an Instagram story that somebody posted where like he was texting with his friend. He was like, dude, some guy's about to get kicked off this plane. Do you know who this is? And shot him a picture. And his friend's just like, oh my God, that's Enzo Amore. And started sending him like the Wikipedia page. And, and so he posts the whole, this whole conversation on there. And his friend is at home. He's like, egging him on. He's just like, like what is happening and he's like he's gonna get kicked off and it looks like and he's like if he gets kicked off you have to yell how you doing at him and the guy was like send me a, a, like a YouTube clip so I know how to say it and so he like listened to it and he was like okay and then as Enzo's like walking away he does like a mediocre but still hilarious job he's just like kind of scared like how you doing and then Enzo's like walking off just got kicked off the plane and like takes five steps and then just turns around and smiles at the guy <laughs> nice um yeah. Yeah. I highly recommend you go to any comment section discussing this because wrestling fans make riffing off of Enzo Mori's various catchphrases when <laughs> anything happens to him like this is just funny. That is funny. Um, but yeah, Enzo Mori does seem like a guy who get kicked <laughs> off a plane for vaping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a rapper now too. What would be the best? What would be the best Enzo Amore? Like, what post? What is the post wrestling career for Enzo Amore based solely on catchphrase puns? <laughs> I don't know. I think the answer it's got to be like astronaut, right? So it could be like, but a boom, realest guy on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, we'll figure it out. Tweet Jim. Tweet at Mask Man Show your your nomination for what Enzo Amore's post wrestling career could be based solely on catchphrase puns. Um. Archaeologist, but a boom, realist guy in the tomb. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, you can't like they would be, the te like a being like a high school professor would be just really bad because it would be like a litany of you can't teach that. Yeah, right. He would just be a worthless teacher. Yeah. Um, OBGYN, <laughs> realist guy in the womb. All right, we've just got it's gone too far. <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry. Um, anyway, do you have any more questions before we wrap this thing up? Nah, I think we we got to go. Um, greatest, greatest, uh, Survivor Series moments of all time. Um, Undertaker's debut. Undertaker debuted in 90. So did the gobbledygooker who was wrestling for the inter I mean, for the uh, cruiserweight title on Sunday. Long career <laughs> for that guy. Um, I wish he was my dad. Let's see. What else? The Rock debuted in 96. Um, yeah, not Sting great. debuted at the at the Rumble. And that's weird. I mean, at the Survivor Series. Why do I keep saying Rumble? Um, there are also a lot of like I don't Undertaker. Yeah, 
I love the rock. The rock debuted. Uh, there, there's a lot of, you can tell a lot of stories by looking at Royal Rumbles. The rock debuted in 96 by 98, two years later, he was, that's when he sold out and joined Vince and Shane. That's one of the best. That's one of the biggest rumble. I mean, survivor series moments of all right. time. After he won the tournament. When he, Mick Foley was like the corporate champ and then they like switched sides. That was really incredible. Um, people really love, uh, when Undertaker came back in 2005 after after Randy Orton like lit him in a coffin on fire and he made his big return that night, mm-hmm. that uh, that was not one of the highlights of my wrestling fandom. What about Undertaker beating Hulk Hogan? Oh, the Shield also debuted. The Shield was also a de- a Survivor Series debut. So maybe we'll get a debut. Maybe so. Uh, my number one moment of all time mm-hmm. was Undertaker in '91. He de- he debuted in '90. Right, and then mm. in '91 he beat Hogan for the title. Right, that seemed impossible. Yeah, when Flair put the chair. Uh huh. Yeah, I remember. And then Hogan won it back at two Tuesday two in Texas. Later, like, yeah, <laughs> Tuesday in Texas. <laughs> but that Survivor Series was bonkers. Yeah, I could not believe that was going to happen. That was a good one. Anyway, uh, this maybe we'll get something crazier this year. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I'm excited because as as sad as I am to not see Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch to bring this whole thing full circle. I think it's way better for both of them and for that feud that it's going to get dragged out. You put it within the fans' grasp and you pull it away. And this is Nia Jax's fist was like the fist of God coming down from heaven, making that feud better than it would have been otherwise. And here's the great thing is that Becky's going to like keep working. She'll be there on Sunday. She'll do something. She'll be there on SmackDown. Like it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Anyway, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me ramble. Jim, thank you for sitting here. Thank you. Um, Survivor Series is going to be great. War Games is going to be great. Monday Night Raw and Smack- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to those two. I'm not going to go to Raw and SmackDown. i got to get back to New York. But um, it's f- going to be a fun week of wrestling. Apologies, as always, to Dean Ambrose, who's not even booked. He'll be there. He'll yeah. cost set the uh, title. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, oh God. That was a bad pick. It's too late now. I'll see you back here next week, humanoids. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mass Man Show. 